Let's talk about virtual assistants. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Your voiceover demos are your number one marketing tool, and you need to display them on your website in a way that works on any device or browser. VoiceSam is the player producers love. Plus, it offers tools that can improve your email signature, quickly create a one-page website, and much more. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and get three months of the bass player for the price of one. That's voicesam.com slash markscott for full details and to sign up. The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur. Hello, and welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm the original Everyday VOpreneur, Mark Scott, here to give you advice, wisdom, tips, tricks, and to share wisdom, advice, tips, tricks from other people as well, all aimed towards the business and marketing side of voiceover. And helping you to take things to the next level. Before we dive into this week's episode, I want to remind you that every episode is available in the archives, fully searchable at vopreneur.com. And also make sure you subscribe so that you never have to miss one of these episodes ever again. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, among some of the different places where you can catch the Everyday Vopreneur podcast. So time is the one thing that we can't make more of. And Part of our responsibility as business owners and VOpreneurs is investing our time in a way that can produce maximum return. So if you look at people like Jeff Bezos and and Elon Musk, they have the same 24 hours in each day as we do, and they've built billion-dollar companies, which should not make you feel bad about yourself, but maybe just a little. I know it does for me when when I look at how much I obviously have not accomplished, but growth happens at scale. And if you want to grow your business then you need to learn how to scale your time. One of the ways that you can do that is hiring a virtual assistant. Now, instead of having 24 hours a day that are your 24 hours a day that you can invest into your business and and into your company, you can have your 24 hours plus however many hours your assistant works for you. And so that's where you begin to scale your time. So uh, Bridget Riale has been on both sides of the virtual assistant contract, so to speak working as a virtual assistant and hiring a virtual assistant. And I really believe that she's going to have some golden nuggets to offer to the subject. And so, Bridget Riale, welcome to the Everyday Vopreneur podcast. I'm just laughing at how you're saying my last name. It's very Italian and well done. I'm trying to make it very European because I know you, you're back home now, right? I so. am back home now. Yeah. Or is it so. is it Bridget Riale? <laughs> No, no. <laughs> I know this I mean, is a pet peeve for you, so this is why it's so fun for me. I know me. it is. You know, you. I know that's why you're doing it, and that's okay. <laughs> Look, Mark with a C, okay? I, I, like, literally, people have been screwing up my name for 42 years now, not to mention the fact that half the people that talk to me just call me Scott. And so, Bridget Riale... <laughs> I'm, it's going to be Mark with a Q from now on. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know that we're we're not supposed to pronounce the E. So I, I will clarify that because I know that otherwise everybody's going to do it to you the next time that they get to see you at a conference in, you know, 2024. And then it'll just drive you nuts and you'll, you'll blame well, me for it. 
here, let me let me just clarify for the record, because I know how many people listen to your podcast. So if you're in Europe, if you're in Italy, you can say reale. You can say you, you can say reale. But okay, only if you can is, make it, it is, Italian with the little R rolly thing. With exactly. Right. Which is an effort. Otherwise, it's real because the business name is Real Voices. I see. So really, you just wanted to confuse people and draw attention to yourself. That's right, Mark with a Q. (laughs) So, look, I thought that the the virtual assistant thing is, is is a really great subject because, first of all, I think it's important for anybody to scale their business. But secondly, because I know that as soon as you bring it up with a lot of voice actors, the immediate visceral reaction is I can't afford to hire people. I'm I'm a one man band. I I can't afford to have a team. I can't afford to have a staff. And so that's one of the reasons why I really want to address it because it is how you're going to scale. I do think that it is essential when you you hit a certain point in your business and you want to grow further and and I do think that you have something to bring to the to the table as far as that conversation is concerned. So what I want to start with, I know this year has been challenging for you. Most people know yes. what's going on, and you can talk about that as much or, or as little as you want. But okay. I think that perhaps more than ever for you in the situation that you've been in this year, I'm guessing that a virtual assistant was probably essential to your ability to to keep working in the midst of everything that you got going on. Is that a fair assessment? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And interestingly enough, and I'll give credit where credit's due, I got the idea of outsourcing my work from you. Um, you and I had, I want to say it was like a year, no, it was more than a year ago, maybe two years ago, you and I talked about um, ways that I could be more efficient. And you had said, you know, outsource. So, you know, do lead generation. And we had a whole long talk about it. And I had decided that I needed to get, eventually, I started to find myself just becoming overwhelmed with certain tasks. And so I decided to um, outsource that. And originally, I was just going to find someone on Upwork or something like that. But then as my luck turned out, I had uh, one of my son's friends from high school who is going through his second master's degree. And he was saying uh, that he wanted to get a job as a dishwasher in a restaurant. So he was looking and he actually put this on uh, social media. Does anybody know of any restaurants that need like a busboy or whatever? And I said, Lucas, you need to be a virtual assistant. That would be a better use of your time, especially considering you're doing your second master's degree in law of all things. Like you need to do something different. And so he said, well, do you know anybody? And I said, "Hmm, funny, you should mention that. As a matter of fact. (laughs) Why, yes, I do. So, uh, and that was in, I want to say December or, or January. It was like right around the beginning of the year was when I made that decision. And then, as most people know, uh, February hit and uh, my mother was diagnosed with cancer and I was quickly running back to the U.S. to help my family. And the goal was originally that I would go back for the month and then I got stuck there for seven months. Well, we had decided, Lucas and I, that he was going to begin in the beginning of March because we talked about it through January and February. And I said, well, how about we start in March? And that just ended up being the perfect timing 
because I really needed somebody to go through especially my LinkedIn and set up my CRM in Nimble and things like that. So um, I basically tasked him with that. And it was a wonderful use of, of my time to feel like I was still being productive in my business, still handling very necessary tasks to help me grow my business. I remember in, in 2017 when I was getting married, I ended up kind of with almost two months out of the office over the summer in, in 2017 between preparing for the wedding. Um, I was getting out of my apartment. My wife and I had, had bought a house, so she had a house to sell. I had my apartment that I was getting rid of. So I'm packing my apartment. We're packing her house. We're shopping for a house. Then we bought a house. Then we had to move into a house. Actually, we had to get married and then we moved into a house and then we started doing renovations on a house. And I literally had like eight weeks where there was so much going on that I felt like I wasn't getting anything done. But all the while, I knew that something was getting done because I did have a virtual assistant that was working in the background for me when I wasn't available to do certain things. And so it, it did take some of the pressure off to know that I was able to deal with stuff that I had to deal with, but my business wasn't just closed, so to speak. Absolutely. Right? It's nice to know yeah. that you have that. But then at the same time, when I am able to work and I am able to give my 40, 50, 60 hours or whatever, it's nice to know that maybe I've got another five or another 10 or another 15 hours happening on top of that because I've got somebody going in the background. So there's that's where you start to feel like you're scaling. It, you know, oh, absolutely. It also... It's going to sound stupid, but there's a psychological component to it, I think, as well, that, you know, I've got something working for me. Like, it, there, there's a, a feeling of legitimacy that goes along with knowing that you've, you've yeah. achieved a level that you can have somebody on your team. Yeah, I, I will definitely agree with that. There is, yeah, it, it definitely improves your 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 mental status. And I will say to an, to an extent... It helped me to grow a little bit of confidence mm -hmm. because also, I mean, I had to train Lucas how to do everything. Like he comes, he does not come from the VO world in any way, shape or form. So I was giving him all of the knowledge in the background on like, what is VO and, you know, like what are the different areas and genres and then, you know, giving him all of the tools that I was going to need to get myself really organized. And, and you're right. Um, having somebody in the background, especially when you have something unexpected or even something planned, but something huge in your life pop up, it's so helpful to know that somebody is helping you stay organized and helping you stay on top of at least some of your tasks when you feel like you're kind of losing it in the background, you know, like you just kind of feel like you're losing the control and, and, and you know, your hair is just flying all over the place. Yeah. Um, no, that, was, that makes sense. Yeah, it was it was absolutely vital for me. There's and, something, too. I think, you know, what I talk about in marketing, I teach the fact that you got to clarify your message, right? Like when I go to your website, I've got six seconds to figure out who you are, what you do, and, and what you have to offer me. And if you don't have a very clear message, then I can't figure that out. And I might move on to somebody else. When you are working with a virtual assistant, you have to learn how to explain very plainly, very clearly, very simply who you are, what you do, so that this person can help you in the best way possible. And mm -hmm. and I think that 
makes you, when you can explain it to the virtual assistant so that somebody can actually become you to a degree, right? They're replicating part of you, part okay. of your skill set, part of what you're doing for your business. I think that can only have advantages when you are out there in the real world then. And, you know, you're riding in the elevator or you're at the, the networking yep. event when we can go to those things again. And somebody asks you what you do, you're that much more clear on it because you've already had to explain it and, and create your, you know, quasi clone to do some of your work for you. Exactly. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And that's what I that's exactly what I did. I, I trained Lucas from, you know, the ground up and uh, and then he is able to really understand. And it's and it's interesting because, you know, he's learned so many different sides of it. So he's he's really taking it from more of the admin and business side of it. But even with organizing my nimble, which was his first project. It was his first, you know, pet project. And I gave him basically the keys to the kingdom with my LinkedIn account. And um, and he was able to, we were able to import um, one of my email accounts into Nimble, the main one. And his job was to organize it all and create profiles for everyone. And just in doing that, having all these these discussions every week, which we do, we have weekly meetings. And in those weekly meetings, he'll say, okay, so explain this part to me because I think I understand, but what else do I need to know? And you're right. It does. It, it helps you to really, truly solidify your knowledge and be the master of your business in that sense, master of, of the concept and the mission and the vision of your business. And while he's working through that, he's also getting to – you learn a lot looking at somebody's database. You start to recognize trends in – job titles and, and things of that nature that can ultimately help him down the road as he begins to do lead generation and has a, a better sense of what he's looking for or what he should be looking for. Yep. Absolutely. So yeah. I know that you worked as a virtual assistant. I still do. And you still do. So what does working as a virtual assistant teach you about working with a virtual assistant? So my first role at JMC Demos was basically being J. Michael's clone. <laughs> um, it was anything and everything that he could throw at me uh, to do. And it could be anything from social media work to um, organizing things for conferences to uh, – mailings, you know, the the monthly mailings to subscriber lists, uh, you name it. I mean, basically, other than sitting in front of a microphone and putting on the warmest voice I could possibly put on and talking about lobster all day, I mean, I was basically, you know, his his right arm. And it taught me so much because being an assistant to J. Michael Collins is yeah, you're you're going to learn a lot. Yeah, that's like going... going to the top level to start your training. Right? It's kind of like, you know, the devil wears Prada except, you know, the the lobster boy wears, you know, well, he doesn't wear Prada. I guess he does wear Prada. But <laughs> yeah, it's like. I understand. It's... Oh, you want to be it... an athlete? Here, let's start your training at the Olympics. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at somebody like him and, and you understand why he is where he is and you understand how he got there. And there's so much to learn from becoming someone's virtual assistant in that way. Um, and he's just uh, and 
All that aside, and I don't say this as a brown-nosing moment, but he is legitimately one of the nicest, nicest human beings on the planet. And so we built a really strong relationship where it was, you know, I could be very honest with him. And if he was, you know, doing something that I didn't think was beneficial to his business or, you know, the image or the brand or whatever, I could have a very honest conversation with him. And he was so receptive to it. And then I was just watching every single thing that he's doing and understanding how he's doing it and understanding how he's, you know, managing his day, realizing certain things I didn't want to do. Like, I don't want to be up until three o'clock in the morning every night like he does. The man doesn't sleep. Right. Um, Sleep is important. Yes, but, yes uh, it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, and then I got to travel a lot because I was working every single solitary conference with him. Uh, so that was really telling as well, because I saw things from both sides, whereas before I had only been an attendee to VO Atlanta. Suddenly, I'm going to, you know, VO Atlanta, I'm going to Mavo, I'm going to Wovo, I'm going to Voxy Summit, I'm going to Sovas, I'm going to all of these different events, and I'm seeing the different nuances of, of all the events and what makes them what they are. And what value that they bring. I mean, certainly, yes, there is the, the little benefit that, like, I get to go to all these conferences. So, you know, I get to as an I get to have the little added benefit as an attendee. But you get to see the behind the scenes of it as well, which was really telling uh, and really stressful at the same time. You're working as a virtual assistant and you, you're literally you are getting a master class in how to build a voiceover business at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes with its benefits and it's and it's. uh it's disadvantages, it's curses as well. And my perfect example would be uh, the last VO Atlanta conference when, you know, we did, suddenly like everything that I had worked on and put together started to kind of unravel the day we were setting up the booth. And I was like losing my mind a little bit there. Um, it all turned out to be fine, but it taught me a great lesson in troubleshooting on your feet. You know, like in the moment, you know, rapid fire troubleshooting. So uh, which was semi successful <laughs> by the end of the weekend. It was it ended up being a success by the end of the weekend. But in the middle of it, I think I was losing my mind and pulling my hair out. So I think that's a really good lesson, though, because one of the number one things that I hear from voice actors when they're working with a virtual assistant is I hired this person to do X and they didn't do a good job. And so I had to let them go. And. I will generally throw it back that, look, if they didn't do a good job, it is entirely within the realm of possibility that that is as much or more on you as it is on them. Because if you don't give them right instructions, good instructions, clear instructions up front, how can they succeed in your job? And if you're saying that one of the you know best lessons that you learned was troubleshooting, I think that goes hand in hand, right? You're, you're the mm -hmm. boss now. You, It is your responsibility to make sure that this person succeeds in their role. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that every single person is going to succeed in the role? No, I've let virtual assistants go, but I've also hired people that have worked with me for years because eventually we figure out a system, you know, you, you course correct along the way until everybody's moving in the same direction, basically. I think that goes with any form of outsourcing that you do. I think the same exact thing goes for an editor who yep. you hire. I remember when I first started with my very first editor, I just assumed because this person was an audio engineer that this person was going to, you know, give me back my files exactly the way that I would 
want them back. Yep. And so there wasn't a whole lot of instruction and detail in how I get from, you know, A to Z. And so the first couple of months, uh, first, I, and I say first couple of months because I wasn't doing like daily or weekly projects with this person. I was doing them probably like, you know, one a month or something like that. So the first couple of projects essentially was a lot of trial and error. And I think this person was incredibly frustrated working with me because I was like, well, this isn't quite right and this isn't quite right. And we finally ended up having a conversation on the phone where I shared my screen and said, okay, this is how I edit and this is what I expect it to sound like. This is how I have it sound like at the end of the process. And it wasn't for me to be badgering or mean, but to be clear. And I think that's only fair. And I think that that is something that you have to establish as well with your virtual assistant, with your editor, with with whomever you bring into your team. You know, they are part of your team. And as such, they need that guidance and that clarity. Well, and they are the employee, right? Like, the, right. I, I don't say that to sound ignorant or, you know, dictator or whatever. But if they're working for you, then they have an obligation if they're getting paid to do the job the way that you need them to do the job, the way that you instructed them to do the job, not mm-hmm. the way they want to do the job or think the job should be done. Not that you can't learn from each other, but that is a big part of it, right? Not We don't get taught in, in school or even mostly through life, we don't get taught how to be the boss. And so I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of voice actors struggle in the first place is because just working as a voice actor, you're the boss. Even if you're the only employee, you're still the boss. You're not working in that traditional employee role that we're used to. And so that's part of the mm-hmm. reason why so many struggle. And now you you bring employees into the mix and, and it does add a, a whole level of complication. So you do have to have the ability to, to take that leadership role. So let me ask you, how did you know or how did you decide when you were ready to bring somebody on? Because, I'm, I mean, I know that you had spoke to Lucas prior to everything that took place in your life this year. So obviously you were at a point last year where you were like, all right, I need to do something. It's it's time to to scale up. Well, as I said, you and I spoke and I was the biggest issue I was having was lead generation. So you and I spoke and, and you gave me very detailed instructions on how one could go about hiring a a lead generator. So initially it was just about that. And that was what I was I was going to do. I was actually going to pair up with um, one of my VO colleagues, and we were going to go in on the cost of everything together. And then it just so happened that, you know, Lucas put out that post, and it got me thinking, you know, I could actually hire somebody who I know mm-hmm. and who I trust and and I've known Lucas for years, uh, even though we weren't entirely connected. We were still Facebook friends and things like that. But I knew him because he was my son's friend and, and whatnot. So I had a, already had that trust and that connection with him. And I knew I was providing him an opportunity as well. So I thought this could work for both of us. So I actually did not intend to hire a virtual assistant the way I did. Originally, it was just going to be lead generation. But it ended up developing into something that I didn't realize I wanted and needed so much and ended up being the most beneficial for me. Yeah, that's a big deal, too. I know when I started this podcast, 
I don't know what I was thinking at the time other than, you know, people had been bugging me for like a year. Why don't you start a podcast? And I had been thinking about it for a year. So finally, the one day I go out, I record the first episode of the podcast. I'm like, okay, first episode of the podcast is recorded. Great. Now I got to figure out how to get this thinking thing online. And I had no idea how it would work. So the very first thing, like most people would go to Google, right? Most people would go to Google or go to YouTube and they would do a search for how to launch a podcast or something. I went to Upwork. And I found a virtual assistant that would do it all for me. And I paid this virtual assistant to do in two hours what literally would have took me a week of watching YouTube videos and reading blogs and tutorials to figure out how to get the podcast online, how to get it distributed to, you know, to Google and Apple and Spotify and Stitcher and all of these different places. And like it, it was a no brainer for me at that point nice. to just go and hire somebody else to do it. So. Were there certain tasks that you knew you wanted to outsource? I know you mentioned lead generation, or has it been more of an organic where, okay, this is this is where we started, but then as you get to know Lucas and his capabilities, maybe I'm going to give him this, or maybe I'm going to give him this, or were there certain things where you're like, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. Let me just give this to somebody, or I shouldn't be doing this anymore. Let me give it to somebody. Oh, I have control issues in that way. Actually, I can't say it's control issues. It's, I have guilt when I give too much stuff away, I know that sounds really horrible. No, you know what? I, I, I laugh because I'm like, yeah, okay. First of all, I have control issues. So when you said that, I immediately identified. But I'm also a good Canadian and I have massive guilt issues when I feel like, why is this person working on stuff that I should be working on right now? That's exactly it. So I was like, oh, you know, um, it was not originally it was going to be lead generation and nimble and I figured because I had I don't even know how many contacts I have in in LinkedIn. It that that was where I was starting was like LinkedIn. Take the LinkedIn com, uh, contacts and put them into Nimble, and then take the email ones as well and put them into Nimble. And so I figured that's going to take this poor kid three years to do. So we'll we'll leave it at that. But um, as time went on, and certainly as my personal life went to hell in a handbasket, he just became so much more vital to me. Mm -hmm. And there were little things that I was giving him. It took a while and not because I didn't have trust issues with him. The one thing I will give Lucas the, the biggest, you know, kudos is he has such an incredible work ethic and incredible attention to detail. And his standards are just re like so high. It's such a high standard of excellence. So I'm, I'm very, very fortunate in that way. I feel a little bad for you because when he ultimately does go to start his career, you are so screwed. I'm so <laughs> like, hosed, like man. honestly, you most people, you know, we might go through a couple of different virtual assistants before we find a good no. one. You just like got like I the landed. best one out of the gate. <laughs> I landed and the golden the bar ticket. to replace him now is just stupidly high. <laughs> oh well, okay. I'll I'll be honest. When <laughs> so little backtrack side story here. When Jay Michael and I were talking, he was like, what would it take to hire you, like, just full on? And I gave him a really large number. And at first he laughed and he was like, oh, haha. And I was like, no, no, because that's the number that's going to take for me to retire right now because I need to be able to, you know, the, the goal ultimately is that when my husband retires from the government, then he can go and start his second life of fun doing whatever he wants and that he can 
explore that without having to worry about the finances. So I will be the the big breadwinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I gave J. Michael this gigantic number, and he's like, "Okay, I cannot afford that right now." He's like, "I," he's like, "Not to say you're not worth it." He's like, "But I," and he's like, "I'd hire you outright, you know, to do that." He's like, "But right now, I'm not there." And I went, "Okay," and I and I respected that. Um, and then it became one of those like, well, he needed to have somebody that could be there for him 40 hours a week. And I just couldn't because my business was starting to blossom. And bless that man. He was like, I'm still keeping you on the team. I'm, you know, shifting you over to a different job. And, you know, I'm going to bring Kayla on. Yep. And Kayla is phenomenal. I was, I'm not going to lie, I had a little bit of like jealousy like issues with Kayla for she knows this. I've been replaced. <laughs> I did. How I went you into this like me? I did. I did. Um but it's funny because he's still like he still comes to me for certain things and he's like, you know, he's like I just I, I just know that I can hand this to you and I know I, you got it. And it's not any disrespect or or putting down of Kayla. It's just I did it for him for almost two years. So say, you've been there. You've you've established yourself. You've proven yourself. And right, yep. exactly. So yeah, when when Lucas finally like finishes his master's degree in about a year, I will be in my second puddle of tears. You know, going, <laughs> that that guy's going to be a lawyer. Like he's going to be a lawyer. There's no way you're going to whatever the number is that he throws out there, because of yeah. his earning potential as a lawyer. <laughs> Yeah, he's going to be working, hopefully, in the Hague. He's in the Netherlands, so he's going to be working in the Hague doing, like, criminal and cyber law. And, yeah, I I can't afford him. (laughs) I won't be able to afford him. I don't think so. So (laughs) now, though, that you you have hired the best, which is, which you know, kudos to you for doing that. And and I know there was a a certain level of serendipity that, that came into that but still oh, this is a whole lot of serendipity that came into that it was completely a long shot and and i i consider myself incredibly hashtag blessed for that one so you know but but you you did get to work with somebody great you so yes. you've learned from that experience so mm-hmm. for the vopreneur that is thinking about this whole virtual assistant thing and thinking that they've got to at least explore it what kind of things do you think that we need to consider when it comes to hiring, are there certain traits that we should be looking for, certain skill sets? Are there are there things that you've learned being on both sides of it, being hired as a virtual assistant and hiring a virtual assistant that, that you think stand out that you should be aware of this? Trust, I think, is first and foremost. Uh, trust in that person and allowing them to trust you. Yeah. So it's not just a one-way street of I have to be able to trust you with, you know, all of these different passwords and blah, 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 blah. It's also a matter of, like, building that that trust that they know that they can come to you with questions and that they can come to you when they are unsure of something. Uh, I think that's really important. You need to understand your own process and your own needs and prioritize them. So that you can delegate them effectively. Mm-hmm. I would say don't just – if you're a hot mess, which I am, if you're a hot mess, you know, don't just go, here, you're my virtual assistant. Here, have my hot mess and make it all make sense. They're not going to be able to do that. So you have to kind of prioritize and go, what do I need done and where do I need it done and how do I need it done? And then guide that person effectively. Take the time to train them. 
You know, take realize that when you bring somebody on, they are going to need training, uh, regardless of whether they come from within the VO community or outside. They don't know. They don't live inside your brain. So you have to train them what it looks like inside of your brain. Patience uh, is going to be big in that one. Oh, absolutely. 100 percent. You'll, you'll learn a lot about yourself, too, as far as how good of a teacher you are when you when you're having to train someone to do these things. I, I will say I am very fortunate that I am a former Montessori teacher. So yeah. I was a teacher for 10 years and I, I was also a, a vocal coach at School of Rock for a number of years as well. So I come from a teaching background um, that definitely served me well. You know, the trust one really stands out, too, because I will say that the most common thing that I hear from voice actors is I hire this person. How do I know that they're actually doing what they're supposed to be doing? Right. Like if, if I hire somebody for a certain number of hours a week, let's say you hire them for lead generation. Everybody wants to know, OK, if I hire somebody for five hours, how many leads should I be expecting? Because they want to know whether or not they're getting ripped off, right? Like, so is, sure. is the, should the person be finding me 100, but they only found me 30. So does that mean that they weren't actually working? And so we immediately, there, there's an inherent distrust at the very beginning of the relationship, which for me, I guess I was on the other side of it because I'm just Canadian and I just assume everybody's beautiful. And so I never really thought much about that. I just assumed that if I'm hiring this person to do a job, they're, they're going to do a job. But I will say that one of the things that I like about the Upwork platform, and not that you have to go through Upwork, but one of the things that I do like about their platform is that there is a work journal. And so I could go in and I could just check in and it would give me time stamped like screenshots basically from their browser if, if they were working in their browser or whatever that would show like every 10 minutes or something like that. So you could see that they were actually online, that they were actually working, that they were actually getting things done. But that is one of the, the biggest concerns, right? We all, nobody wants to get ripped off. If I'm giving somebody my hard-earned money, I want to know that I'm getting the job done. I guess I just assume, and, and maybe that's naive, but, you know, some, somebody hires me to do an e-learning job or, or whatever, you know, I, I deliver. That's, that's what I do because right. that's my job. So I guess I just expect that if I hire somebody to do something for me, they're going to deliver because this is, this is their job and, and this is what they are supposed to do. Yeah, you've got you've got a, a strong work ethic and you have an integrity, you know, an unparalleled integrity. And I think that I did, I'm the same way where I just kind of trust that other people are going to be doing things the same way, which is for sure a naive assumption or can be a naive assumption. Lucas and I, because we don't we did not connect through Upwork or anything like that. And we debated how to go about tracking his hours and things like that. We have a weekly meeting. And again, I'm very fortunate that he's so organized. So when we have our meetings, it's usually about half an hour to an hour. It started off as being like 15 minutes to half an hour, but then we end up talking about life in the first half hour. He's almost my therapist at this point, hearing the story of my mom, the weekly updates on my mom. I can imagine, um, yeah. <laughs> but he's he's great that way. Um but then, you know, we, we dive into it and he has it all written down and he will say, OK, this week I found this many leads and this was the process and this is what worked and this is what didn't work. And this was the area that I was having issues with and blah, 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 blah. And so he gives me a lot of feedback and then we troubleshoot certain things. If he needs me to troubleshoot certain things, then we attack them in that moment. So, like, for example, 
this past week, we've decided to move uh, away from direct emails and doing notes in LinkedIn. So when we connect with somebody on LinkedIn, he'll send out the initial note to that person. Well, he's been having an issue with InMail because I only have a certain amount of InMail credits. And so in sending the note to somebody who's not actually a connection, he only gets 300 characters. So we had to take our initial uh, intro email and pare it down to 300 characters, which was a challenge. But we did it, you know, but we, we tackled that right then and there. So that's an example of, you know, kind of troubleshooting a task in the moment. Um, and then we go over the goals. You know, he goes, OK, well, what do you want for me to do this week or what do you want for me to do next, you know, uh, you know, this upcoming week or what's coming up? And we, we discuss kind of the next few weeks of, of what's what life is looking like for both of us. And he has right now, because this his current master's degree is so intense, he just told me recently, he's like, I've got to scale back to three hours. Is that, does that work for you? Can, will that still be beneficial to you in the business? Or do we need to, do you need to let me go? And do you need to, you know. And, no, you can't and I, go. I know, it's basically like, <laughs> no, you can't leave me. I completely had a, you know, a broke back mountain. I can't quit you. You can't quit me. <laughs> um, no, I told him, I said, three hours will work because that's that's three hours that you're, you are tackling for me. And at this point, after doing five hours a week for so long, uh, he's able, he understands enough that he's able to, you know, still be very efficient. And then I've thrown other tasks at him over the last few months. So I'm in the process of getting my website refreshed through voice actor websites. And I created a WhatsApp chat between Karen and Lucas and me so that, you know, they can ask questions, he can follow up, and then I can, you know, chime in if need be. But I kind of leave that to him. I'm like, go. Can you just take that off my plate? So, um, yeah, it works out pretty well. But, yeah, definitely clear communication. The meetings really help for us. So if you don't have something like Upwork where you have a journal – then those meetings where where it's whether it's written down and uh, the report is is given to me or um, or something that it's just discussed. But I have seen the results from him being part of my team. So, well, and the fact that you're, you guys are talking weekly about what did and didn't work and most importantly, what didn't work, because that's oh, I mean, yeah. to me, that's the most important conversation is what didn't work as yeah. you work through all of that. I'm assuming that you'll take you can take notes on that that then will create the guide that mm-hmm. will help find his replacement. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And there and that that brings up a very good point. Things that don't work. There are times when you're going to fail. There are times yeah. where things are not going to go smoothly. And this is not a moment to point fingers and go, "Where are you screwing up?" You know, it's and he there, we had an issue this summer where he started sending out the emails via Nimble and we were getting a whole bunch of them bouncing back. And, you know, he was getting so frustrated and he was like, I'm so sorry. This yeah, I'm, I'm messing this up. And I'm like, no, no, no. Let's break this down. Let's look at this and figure out where it is that we're, we're having the issue. And it helped us to actually tweak a few things. It helped me to, you know, I got in touch with Brad Newman, who is hosting uh, my website. And 
He gave me some tips and tricks that I passed on to Lucas. And there was a lot of lessons that were gained by there, you know, through through that whole experience. So through the things that don't work, that's where the biggest growth comes yeah. from, yep. both for you personally, for the other person. And as you said, moving forward in the future with anyone else with whom you'll work. That's where you learn how to be a boss. Yeah, 100%. So one more question. And I know... The number one pushback that I get whenever I bring up the idea of outsourcing, and I, I teach this to a degree. I, there's a module on it in VoiceOver Marketing Playbook, and I teach it because I do think that it is important, and I do think that it's something that, that people need to think about. But I know mm -hmm. every time the number one pushback I get is I can't afford it. And I think that there's this misconception that when you hire a virtual assistant, we're talking about somebody who's working with you 40 hours a week, which is absolutely mm -mm. not the case. Mm -mm. So what do you say to the to the talent who immediately assumes they can't afford it before they've even bothered doing any research into determining whether or not they can? Well, first and foremost, figure out how many hours you're really going to need this person in a week. I mean, if you're delegating something like lead generation, are you really trying to get 40 hours of lead generation? Good Lord, you'd have one week and you'd have all the lead generation you need in a year. Yep. Um, so I think you need to be realistic with, how much time you're going to need that person to, to be doing your tasks. So, for example, admin-related tasks that I give to Lucas, really, if I were doing them myself and I were being really vigilant, vigilant with my time and not getting distracted and X, Y, Z, admin work would be about an hour a day. So why couldn't I take that hour a day five hours a week, and task that to him. That's five extra hours that I'm gaining in my day. So, and in that case, when I look at it as five hours, you know, because a virtual assistant really is going to be more about doing the admin-related tasks. Five hours is an investment in your productivity, yep. in your efficiency. Well, you know, it's also a financial investment in you because if you can... If yeah. you can spend that five hours a week, if that's five extra hours that you have to be in the booth, mm -hmm. if that's five extra hours that you have to, you know, land a $500 booking, unless mm -hmm. you're paying your virtual assistant a hundred bucks an hour, you're still coming yeah. out on the positive side of that equation financially, right? So it's, oh, it's about freeing you up to do the things that you should be doing as yes. opposed to doing all of the things that have to get done. I will say though, it is important to pay your virtual assistant well. And that doesn't mean pay them $100 an hour. No, no, yep. not at all. But pay them pay them as if you respect their value mm -hmm. of what they're bringing to your business. So don't be cheap, yep. stingy. You know, pay them a, a worthwhile, because if you want them to feel valued and you want them to feel worthy and 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 produce more then you have to pay them well so you know it's it, it, again i don't pay lucas a hundred dollars an hour not even close but i do pay him a good wage i do pay him a good hourly rate and it's worth it and and also those are all business expenses that can be written off on your taxes yes that's the one that a lot of people forget too right that's that's part of learning how to run a business is understanding all of these things and that that's investment back into your business. It's investment into you. It's investment into your time. There are tax benefits to to mm -hmm. doing it. Mm 
and and this is a lesson that I learned early on. I can only take it so far on my own, mm-hmm. right? Like there's only so much that I can do in a given day. And if you want to go next level, then it's a serious conversation that you need to have with yourself. What are some of the tasks that I can be getting somebody else to do? Mm-hmm. Is it lead generation? I know you've said you've worked with editors. You know, is it is it editing? I hired somebody to get my podcast up for me. I've hired somebody to do graphic design for me. I've hired several people to mm-hmm. do graphic design stuff for me in the past. Just learning how to scale your time is so important. And Absolutely. When you find the other thing too is when you find good people, then they're always there. Like some of the freelancers that I've worked with, I don't work with on an ongoing basis, but I do know that I can go back to them when I need them. So it's not like everybody, you know, not every virtual assistant consistently works for you five hours a week or 10 hours a week or whatever, you know, every week throughout the year. I've got some that I've got one guy that, that my lead generator that was consistently working for me for five hours a week. But I've also got graphic designers, podcast people, different things like that, that I just, I go to on a case by case basis. And I think that's another misconception about working with a virtual assistant is that it's a, a, an employee that is always there and. And that is not necessarily the case either. But I, I do think that it's a really important conversation. And I hope that after listening to this, that people will give it more consideration because it really is the way to next level. And I mean, at the end of the day, we can just say, hey, if it's good enough for JMC, then it should be good enough for the rest of us, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> is that not the measuring stick? It really is. <laughs> it really, well, Bridget, really thank is. you so much for your time and for your wisdom. Thank you. For uh, yeah, for you. sharing with us. I know that there's a lot of golden nuggets in this one for people. So if, if somebody wants to find so. Bridget Reale <laughs> online, where, where do we go to look for you? Well, Mark, with a Q, my favorite Eeyore, <laughs> you go. If you want to find me, you can go to my website, www.realvoices.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, all the very important places. So I am always around. And, and you, you should follow Bridget on Instagram because if you're one of those people that says, I don't know how to do Instagram or I don't have ideas for Instagram, Bridget is always posting something on Instagram. Oh, if you just, just follow her just for, for, if for no other reason than to be inspired for ideas for things that you can share in your own Instagram feed. She, she does Instagram very well. I, I, I will thank you. I will you. give I feel you credit like for that. Why I I appreciate that's high praise, and I feel like I my my Instagram game has slacked in the last seven months, understandably. But you know, I appreciate that. I do like Instagram. It's one of my favorite uh, social media platforms yeah. for sure. Definitely opportunities to be found there. Well, Bridget, Absolutely. thank you so much for your advice. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on here. This was fun. If you have told yourself in the past that you absolutely cannot afford a virtual assistant, or if you won't even let yourself think about the possibility of working with a virtual assistant, then I think that you are doing yourself a disservice. And I do think that it is an important conversation to have, and I do think that it is an important subject to explore a little bit further because a virtual assistant can really help you to next level your business. The other thing to consider is, like with lead generation as an example, that is something that is very time-consuming for me. But if I can find somebody who has resources and access to resources that I don't have and they can do it faster, then it only makes sense for me. 
to give it to them. So I do think that there are certainly places where a virtual assistant could fit into your voiceover business and could help you to next level. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a review for it on Apple Podcasts. I would love to be able to read those reviews and share them and help other people to find the podcast. Remember, you can subscribe wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. You can even say, hey Siri, play the Everyday Vopreneur podcast, and she will. Any episode, also available anytime at vopreneur.com. Thanks so much for listening. Catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur podcast, available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Your voiceover demos are your number one marketing tool, and you need to display them on your website in a way that works on any device or browser. VoiceSam is the player producers love. Plus, it offers tools that can improve your email signature, quickly create a one-page website, and much more. Sign up now at VoiceSam.com slash Mark Scott and get three months of the bass player for the price of one. That's VoiceSam.com slash Mark Scott for full details and to sign up. And see. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at Vopreneur.com.